Welcome to Late Night Talks, a place for growth, stability, and transformation. The podcast for men and for the women who want to understand men. My name is Amy Jo. I am a certified clinical hypnotherapist, Reiki master, and a life strategist. Here, we take you to the next level of your journey mentally, physically, emotionally, and spiritually. Hello, welcome to another wonderful evening here at Late Night Talks with Amy Jo. I hope you are all well and staying healthy, and I hope that you had an amazing week And yeah, it's great to be here as always. Tonight, we are just going to jump right into this subject of self-awareness. And if you've been here long enough, you know that a lot of this information is the foundation of this podcast. This is why I used to do those one-minute check-ins to really just bring you back home to yourself and I know some people found that to be very helpful, but I wasn't sure if it was really for everyone, so I dismissed that idea, at least for now. So hopefully you're doing these little check-ins on your own a couple times every day to just stop and become truly present with your inner world, what you're feeling, why it's there, and just really examining and discovering new things about yourself. This is really the only way to to really cultivate and practice self-awareness. But we're going to get all into this here in a minute, okay? Becoming self-aware takes willingness. It takes effort. And this is something that I still continue to work on every day, and I probably will until my last dying breath. I've learned so much about myself and about life by practicing self-awareness. And what made me finally go within was hardships of tower moments that kept happening in my life. And I'm so grateful for those storms. And I think the heaviest storms are the greatest teachers or lessons to us. And I still appreciate a storm from time to time. You know, every now and then, I mean, I prefer sunny days. And I think they're beautiful, but life must rain on us from time to time. It comes in to help humble us and to remind us that we still have more to learn and to remind us of how strong we really are. And so much beauty comes from pain. It really seriously does. So never be afraid of it. Never be afraid to feel it. Rather use it to your advantage and transmute it. Right? Use it as a muse to create something wonderful in life. Look at music, for example. It's a string of notes that form some kind of melody from someone's heartache. And this is one thing that we all have in common. We all experience the same emotions 
throughout life. Maybe at different levels and depths, but for the most part, we all know what pain is and we all know what joy is. And yet, every single person, and just think about this, every single person, the 7.9 billion people, all have a different story to tell. And this doesn't even include the history of people that came before us, or even our own past lives, if you believe in that. So life is really just a magnificent museum of art with a palette of many, many, many beautiful colors and textures. And, you know, I just feel so grateful that I never gave up. And I hope that if you're out there feeling sadness or you're struggling, just don't give up. Whatever you're dealing with, keep going because it does get better. This is one of the main things that could help you is to really go inward and, and self-reflect. I thought a good quote that seemed suitable tonight is it's one from Carl Jung and it goes, until we make the unconscious conscious, it will direct your life and you will call it fate. And this is so, so very true. Have you ever heard anyone say, trust me, I know myself. This might be something we hear from time to time from a friend, a colleague, or even a family member. But do they really, really know themselves? So tonight, we're going to be talking about whether we are as self-aware as we think we are, right? Why we lack self-awareness some of the great benefits to why we should practice self-awareness and how to cultivate more of it. And you'll be surprised at how many people really are not self-aware. Self-awareness is really a prerequisite to self-improvement, big time. Because it's hard to grow in, in any way if you're not tuned into to certain parts of yourself. There's often a correlation between high degrees of self-awareness and actually emotional intelligence, high levels of emotional intelligence. And emotional intelligence is really what gives us the potential to direct us towards a life that is more satisfying, that is more fulfilling and more happy, honestly. So people aren't really born with total self-awareness. We are born with a little bit, but studies have shown that infants develop a sense of self-awareness. For example, when say we touch a baby's face, an infant's face, the rooting response causes him or her to kind of search for a nipple, right? And this is what demonstrates an infant's concept of self. And according to the study, you know, the babies can distinguish between self and non-self touch. So what is self-awareness? Some of you may think that self-awareness is mindfulness, but the distinction between mindfulness and awareness 
is that mindfulness is kind of a skill that when practice, it's like when you practice it through meditation, say, that requires a heightened awareness. So the bodily senses and how they detect and interpret what's going on around them really contribute to a person's ingrained levels of awareness. Okay. Self-awareness is the ability to really reflect on your actions, on your thoughts, on your feelings. It's that high sensory clarity to really, really tune in. And this means that you're aware of what you're feeling and why you're feeling it. What drives you to do the things that you do. And also how these actions affect others. Self-awareness isn't really something that we all possess equally. You know, some people have higher levels of self-awareness. Other people have lower levels of self-awareness. It's just a matter of how much time is spent really reflecting on behaviors, feelings, thoughts, and motivations. And also, it can vary based on age, based on culture, based on personality types, whether you're an introvert and an extrovert, that also makes a difference when it comes to self-awareness. It's also the ability to understand other people's perceptions of you, right? And how they might perceive you in different types of situations. We all have a unique perspective of the world around us, but that doesn't mean that our view is always right. Now, according to Harvard Business Review, here we go, guys. 95% of people believe that they're self-aware. But guess what? (laughs) Only 10 to 15% are. And before you jump the gun and say to yourself that you're part of the 10 and 15, I want you to listen up, Buttercup. Because the more successful we are, the less self-aware we are. (laughs) I know that's a very hard pill to swallow, but swallow it down because it's true. Now, if we think that we have a lot of experience, we have a tendency to not do our homework to go look for evidence that goes against our beliefs or maybe question our ideas. And in the same way, that experience may make us maybe overconfident about our level of performance. Okay. It can also contribute to an inflated feeling of assurance about the amount of self-knowledge we possess. And one piece of research, for instance, came to the conclusion that the more experienced managers and higher ups were less accurate in rating their own leadership effectiveness as compared to managers with less experience. So there you have it. Why do so many people lack self-awareness? Like what is the problem? Why are we not seeing what we need to see. 
In my opinion, I believe that, you know, it's really a lack of knowledge about the depths of self-awareness. They don't really teach this survival skill in school. And there's a lot of ignorance towards it. Okay. And this really is a survival skill because if you don't practice it, you're going to be pointing the finger at everyone outside of you your whole life. And this is called being a victim. And being a victim will not get anyone anywhere. It only prevents us from looking in the mirror. And I think another big reason that we lack self-awareness is fear. Now, first of all, being 100% honest with yourself and your shadows can make anyone feel uneasy. Self-awareness is really seeing reality for what it is. You know, recognizing and accepting our shortfalls along with our strengths. But really the goal should be to integrate both the good and the bad together to become whole rather than just accepting some parts of ourselves. For example, knowing that maybe we have an addiction to something and believe me, we all do in some form or another, you know, it doesn't have to be alcohol or drugs. It can just be social media. It could be food, whatever. And keeping our head in the sand rather than really acknowledging that we have an issue that could be hindering our life. That's not being very self-aware, which then leads me into the ego, our individualistic sense of self. And really the ego is an enemy of self-awareness. The ego separates us from truth, from reality, and even from spirit. It protects itself. That's what the ego is good at. You know, it is so effective at convincing us that what we want is for our greater good. But in reality, it's really just concerned for furthering its own interest. So the ego can be a huge hindrance in this process. And people who really lack self-awareness, they don't really grasp the underlying motive of their actions or behaviors. Based on my experience, those who are plainly deficient in self-awareness, they frequently miss out on the bigger picture. And those who lack self-awareness often believe that life happens to them rather than life happens for them. Now, some of you may disagree with me and that's okay, but let's take the digital world for an example. Once again, as I always do, narcissism at an all time high, right? And this gap exists between who we project ourselves to be compared to, you know, what we're really feeling on the inside that look at me, look at me post and the selfies that are bold and loud that are so focused on wanting to be seen, wanting to be heard, 
wanting to be understood, wanting to be accepted by other people. And most people are so focused outward. And the opposite should really be happening. We really need to take our focus off of what's happening on the outside and start looking on the inside. And really, in reality, a lot of these people are lost, lonely, and disappointed. And they're just out there wandering around trying to find something that they have right inside of them that they're not willing to, or again, not knowing how to find. They just really don't know what to do with these feelings or maybe how to regulate it due to the lack of knowledge. And this is one of the main reasons I feel people really misunderstand each other. There's a big discord because uh, I know I've probably said this a hundred (laughs) times on this show, but again, we can only understand someone as deeply as you understand yourself. And this is where empathy is rooted and studies even show this. How can we really go deep with someone like really, really deep if we have our own blocks up within ourselves, not willing to be fully vulnerable with the truth. So let me give you some more obvious signs that maybe show lack of self-awareness. Maybe you repeat the same patterns in life. And this includes emotional patterns as well as behavioral patterns. Maybe in relationships, maybe in career. You kind of lack direction in life. You may be very indecisive and maybe often regret decisions. You may really not have a full understanding of your belief systems, why you feel the way that you do about certain things. You might make excuses. You may be very defensive, passive aggressive, or angry if someone disagrees with you or gives you feedback. There may be a problem with admitting when you're wrong or taking accountability for an action or a mistake. There may be judgment of others. There's a sense of not being present. We may be living in the past or focusing too much on the future. Maybe there's a bit of vagueness about your emotions. Maybe you're unsure about your emotions. You know, the ones that you're feeling and you're you just don't understand yourself, you know, why you're feeling certain ways. You may seek approval from others. You might believe everyone else is wrong except for you. You may have the inability to really emphasize with and take the perspective of other people. You might be hurtful to others without even realizing it. So these are just some things that we can look look at to kind of see where we are with our own self-awareness journey. So I want to briefly discuss some of the benefits 
We're going to wrap this up here soon, but another article from Harvard Business Review states that research shows that when we perceive ourselves clearly, we are more confident and more creative. Decisions are better made. Relationships are strengthened and communication is improved. We're less inclined to cheat. We're less inclined to lie. We're less inclined to steal. We're better employees who get promoted more often. You really can't go wrong with this lucrative piece of the puzzle. Taking a step back from a conversation and giving yourself time to process what maybe you're feeling or maybe what the other person might be feeling. This can make a bond so much stronger. It improves your listening skills because when you get so good, you know how to listen to yourself. And when you can clearly listen to yourself, meaning your inner dialogue, your inner feelings, and so on, you can hear and see others through a new set of eyes. There's higher self-esteem. There's increased creativity, as I mentioned, because you're learning to tap into these parts of yourself that have been buried for so long, along with more self-control. You know, I can go on and on here about the benefits of self-awareness, but you know, the positive outcomes of building and practicing self-awareness are absolutely beautiful. And some of the characteristics that go along with having self-awareness include honesty, confidence, wisdom, and humility. So lastly, how do we cultivate self-awareness? I think moving through life, being curious is very much needed in order to improve our life. We really have to have an open mind while we're working with our self-awareness because you're going to find new things, new ideas might pop up out of nowhere, new concepts, you know, things that maybe you've resisted in the past. And I think another, another thing which I find to be very helpful is to ask others how they see you, ask them to be honest. Obviously you want to seek someone who you can really trust. And in this exercise, you have to really be willing to listen to the feedback, whether it's positive or negative. And another way to cultivate self-awareness is to spend time with people, people you like, people who are more conscious, who are more self-aware. Remember this one thing, we become who we hang around. So be sure it's the people that are willing to be true so that you feel more comfortable to do the same, right? Another one is gaining more control of your emotions. As they come up, get them before they fully get you. Ask yourself, where's this emotion coming from? Why is it here visiting me? Is there something that I'm ignoring? Is it trying to tell me something? Emotions arise to speak to us. So be very, very mindful of what they're trying to say. Use your intelligence to really dissect what they are trying to tell you. Have a look in the mirror 
literally every time you see a mirror, look into it and stare into your eyes for just a short moment. And in the beginning, it's really awkward and it's weird. And that psychological critic may pop up and say negative things. But the more that you do this, and the more that you tell yourself every day that you're getting better and better, you will notice that it will become easier and you'll become more accepting of yourself. I would always say to put the phone down and spend time in solitude out in nature. Another thing you hear me say a zillion times, something about nature will help you to become more curious about how you're feeling inside. You know, while you're out there, maybe meditate or practice mindfulness. Just try on different lenses as you move through different experiences. Write in a journal. Become really close and intimate with yourself and ask yourself some really profound questions. Who are you when no one is watching? Who are you without your beliefs and ideologies? Are you in charge of your life or is someone or something else? Is it a life that you want to live? Is your life fulfilling? Are you making a mistake in any way? Are you serving others in any way? How do you feel about yourself? Are you engaging in behaviors or activities that maybe allow you to escape reality? Are you holding on to something that you know you need to let go of? Are you causing your own suffering? What's your biggest fear and why? Is it valid? And what will happen if the worst case scenario did happen? So it's really just about going real deep with yourself. And once you do, it becomes fun. And you'll discover so many new things about yourself as you, as you take part in the, the journey. It's, it's always ongoing. Like I said, I have still so much to learn and I, I always will throughout life. It can't stop because the world turns, it's always shifting, we're always transforming, things are always happening from day to day that we are always going to need to practice and fine tune. So this is it, my loves. That's it for the evening. Hopefully some of the information was helpful to you. As a friendly reminder, feel free to rate or review this podcast if you would be so kind. I really appreciate that. I really appreciate those of you who listen in. If you have any questions or topic ideas, feel free to email me, which is always in the show notes of each episode. It is consciouswisdomhealing at gmail.com. And I am sending you so much love and light. I hope you have a beautiful new week and I look forward to being here next time.